the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. I'm, I'm a half bad. Thank you very much. Pleasant good evening, everyone. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings on the corner of Cortez and U.S. 41. Yet another edition of Hurricane Hotline joined by Manatee head football coach John Booth. John, uh, nice week off, but we're right back in the saddle now. Yeah, it's it's good to be back. Those, those bye weeks are uh, kind of a blessing and a curse. You, you, you like them because it gets your guys fresh and, and kind of refocused on uh, spending time on fundamentals and not necessarily game planning. And uh, But it's uh, it's always tough going into week and you're not preparing and, and uh, you know, it's it's a little bit, get you off your, your routine a little bit. But So it's good to be back into a game week mode. Well, we're um, not quite halfway through the season. Two and two, the Hurricanes. I know you uh, anticipated um, probably a little better record than two and two, but we're are what we were last year at this right. time right yeah absolutely and uh you know when we when we set the schedule we wanted to challenge ourselves and in our opening schedule we're you know we're sitting at our those opponents are 11 and 1 right now yeah. and uh you know and, and so it was a challenging schedule we you know we i think we've we've grown and we've learned a lot about who we are and, and some of the things that we need to work on which is why you schedule the way we do as we prepare for for our district run right now and so um, yeah, very similar to where we were at this point last year, and, and uh, we got to get things rolling, and, and it was nice to get a good first district win against Alonzo uh, two weeks ago, and uh, hopefully carry on that momentum here this Friday. Yeah, 44 to nothing, John, and it, it, I think it's just amazing the streak we have going as far as running clocks against district opponents. You just don't see it that often. Yeah, you know, it was uh, – I, I wish I – had the, the recipe I'd bottle it up and, and <laughs> use it every time but uh it, it's certainly good to to kind of get into to the district play and and, and send a message and set the tone of how we're going to go um you know that that first week with the big win and so you know you don't necessarily anticipate running clocks each week but um you know it, it, it's always nice to get those and uh Alonzo a team that uh came in and you know they came out ready to play, but uh, we just we put it to them early. We got a big lead at half and then had the running clock, and a lot of it was the emergence of a sophomore running back, Keon Fordham. Yeah, and Keon stepped in with, with you know, since Josh has been out with, with the ankle injury, and so, um, you know, we obviously knew the, the potential that Keon uh, had and saw that some of his explosiveness that, uh, you know, that he possesses in the spring, and Really, we were looking at him as a, a slot receiver, and, and that's what he was when we started the season in, in the Classic with um, Armwood. Uh, he got injured, had the dislocated elbow against Armwood, and had been out, and so finally was able to get fresh, and it just so happened where, where Josh went out, and now he got the full-time reps and, and just really uh, made the most of his uh, opportunity and had a fantastic game. Now, what about the play of A.J. Cole Giovanni? Because it's been a little bit up, a little bit down. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a, a pretty good game, but... 
still has room to uh, get a little better, I think. Right, and, and, and the, I think the biggest word that we've used the last few weeks is consistency. Um, you know, we've, we've seen A.J. play extremely well, uh, particularly in our classic and then in, in week one against Hewitt. Um, and just w- wasn't very consistent. Uh, I thought his play, he graded out in our winner's club this week, which, um, you know, he did in the previous two weeks. And so that's good to, you know, to see him uh, elevate his game back up to, to that, that level. But, you know, we, we, we've got a couple, you know, we had a couple uh, guys open that we missed. Um, you know, we talk about uh, going back to that consistency word. You know, we had three drops out there as well. And so well, that's one of the things that the score – you know, certainly was one that we that we like and we want to see and continue to see. But um, we challenged our guys as we're watching the film. You know, we still had quite a few penalties that we need to clean up. Uh, we had three drops. We had some guys open that uh, probably should have hit and, and didn't. So we, we didn't play a, a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. So there's still room to improve, not just with A.J., but just with everybody. Um, and I think, uh, you know, everybody's kind of at that point where they, they're seeing that. And, you know, we're not playing for, for September right now. We're not playing for October. We're playing for December. And so we've got to continue to, to improve each week uh, to ensure that we can get there. You know, it, it's kind of weird how this season has evolved because, you know, you go out and, and we played, I thought, pretty darn good football against Armwood. Do you think that a little bit of complacency might have gotten into some of the players' heads after that? thinking that, well, you know, this this isn't going to be too tough. And, you know, because you try to figure it out because usually, you know, you'll start a little slow, you'll build each game. Is it that you've had to tell them, hey, listen, you know, you've got to go out and give it your all every day in practice, and and it's going to equate to the practice field. You just can't have one good game and relax. Right, and that's that's exactly what it was. I think we, um, you know, we've got uh, Coach Lansky here, with us this evening and, and he has done such a great job through the summer and preparing our guys for those first couple weeks going into armwood and we we pushed them it was tough it was challenging those guys were prepared um and they came ready to play and um you know i think when they were able to get a big win i, I it's probably it's probably human nature to come back and say look what we're able to do uh and that's something that we have to, to you know, fight against, and one of the things that we've really challenged our kids with when you're talking consistency, but it's it's not getting too high on yourself, not getting too low on yourself on the, the ebbs and flows of the season, um, but, you know, we, from the weight room perspective to what we're doing conditioning-wise and how we're practicing, everything's got to be consistent and consistently good, and that's what we're really challenging our kids with because there was an up and down early part of the season as we're going into the district game and uh you know we talk about things that you learn and, and things that you want to see and, and improve that's going to be that's going to be it we know we've got the talent we've seen that and it's putting it together each and every week rich lansky welcome aboard glad to be here how you doing young man i'm doing great i'm not so young anymore <laughs> uh rich is our uh, strength coach and does just a great job with our program and uh, before we move along any further Rich, we, we try to do this with all the uh, assistant coaches, and excuse me, it'll be redundant from last season, but obviously we have a lot of new listeners from show to show. Give us a little bit of your background and what brought you to Manatee High School. Well, um, I have been here for six years, sixth season, and I actually was looking to uh, stay at home for a while. I spent 12 years on the road with USA Weightlifting, coaching internationally. I had my own business. I was doing some uh, combine prep for NFL guys when I was home during the uh, December, January months. and uh, But I was always on the road. And at one point, I kind of looked over and said, I have this beautiful home in Bradenton, and uh, I'm never here. 
<laughs> so I decided uh, I wanted to stay at home a little bit more, and uh, I was doing some work up in Lakeland for a while and uh, started working with high school-age athletes again and uh, just realized how much I had missed that from my early time in the early 90s at Booker and even uh, working with Venice Wrestling in the early 90s. And uh, hooked up uh, with a couple people. They brought me in, and uh, that was that. I decided I was going to start teaching again, too, and uh, everything just worked out great. God's been really good that way. Yeah, and there's something about Manatee High School, too. Um, once you kind of get your foot in the door, it's it's... You know, it's just something special. Well, what was awesome about it is, um, and John's been the same way, but when Joe brought me in, I had said that I wanted to run a collegiate-style program, strength and conditioning program at the high school level, and he was all for it. And uh, it was it was almost seamless when John came in because John's strength coach in college is a friend of mine, and we have very similar philosophies, and it wasn't a hard sell. I didn't have a coach coming in and say, hey, I want to do this, this, and this. Right. So there was a good trust level there, and it's been uh, really good, and uh, I've loved to see, watch the kids grow each year and i might say that that is a little unusual too because especially at the college level you see when a new guy comes in they want their guy sure as a strength coach and you always see a lot of turnovers yeah plenty yeah. of friends in the college level who are looking for jobs after a bad year you know i don't think we've ever touched on this when you've been on the show but i've always wanted to ask you this when it's in the off season i know it's kind of obvious what you do as far as getting ready and everything but what do you do during the season as far as lifting? Because it actually, it used to be kind of taboo to work out that much during the season. We actually um, are more in line with what a lot of college programs do. We train hard all year round. Um, we have athletes between the ages of 14 and 18 years old. Um, they are able to get stronger in the season versus a 12-year vet in the NFL who's just trying to hold his body together. So uh, we train hard throughout the year. We train five days a week, uh, which is a little different. It's something I did with um, our athletes when we were weightlifting, too. We do a light uh, morning workout to wake up on competition day, and it's worked out real well for our guys. Nothing heavy, just something to wake up the central nervous system and uh, kind of get some of the nervous energy out because they come in hyped up on a Friday morning. They're ready to go, and we've got a couple hours before game time. So Now, take me through um, a, a workout on game day. What do you do on game, game day? Game day, we'll come in. We'll do a warm-up, uh, get uh, loose. Uh, we'll do a little talk. And then we'll do uh, some light Olympic lifting, a central nervous system lift for about 30, 40% of max for a couple singles. Do some uh, rows, uh, loosen up, and uh, then we get the guys together. Sometimes I'll show a little video, but most of the time we'll just talk about the game coming up. So it's only about 20-minute loosening up. If you notice in the NFL, a lot of times when they get out there, they're out there four or five hours before the game, right. loosen up, stretching, going through uh, range of motion. Same idea. Just get the guys together, get them kind of focused on what we're going to do that night. John, you've been um, obviously at the high school level, the college level, the professional level. Uh, what does Rich bring to the table? Because you've seen it all up to the up to the NFL. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, exactly what he says is is the type of lifting and the style of lifting. It's not uncommon to see not only our kids get stronger, but our kids actually gain weight through the season, and and that's pretty uh, pretty remarkable. Tariq Milton would be one of those guys where. You know, usually you see these guys burning so many calories and running so much, but the, uh, the what we do in the weight room and now our nutrition program where we're feeding these kids, um, they're able to put on weight, which is huge when you're seeing other teams lose. It's not uncommon to lose 10, 12 pounds in a season. But um, what Rich does with our guys, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge uh, weight, no pun intended, off my shoulders that, um, that most high schools, the head coach is wearing – a thousand different hats and, and one of them is being strength coach and um 
to, to be able to put my trust in, into him and know that not only, you know, is somebody in there that, that, that's qualified, but they're, they're doing the top-of-the-line lifts, the things that are going to get our kids not only stronger but better athletes. And uh, they're going to be able to play better, they're going to run faster, jump higher, all the things that we need uh, to, to be better on the football field. And, and, uh, and, and Rich is, is top of the line. And, and one of the things we, we mentioned, we put up on our website as well, the award that he was strength and conditioning coach of the year for the high school level. Uh, was that last year, Rich? 2014. Yeah, a couple years ago. And so, um, you know, and, and so it's not something that we just like to brag on him because we like to brag on him. It's something that he's getting national recognition as well as one of the best. You know, I just think it's amazing in 2016, the all the teams, you know, now have really nice weight rooms, all the schools. I mean, back, gosh, when I was in high school, we barely had a olympic set of weights and a weight bench i mean it was unbelievable and uh, just how you know things have really changed and evolved into uh, this full-time gig as far as getting ready because you have to yeah it's funny uh, i graduated in 1984 livingston high school up in new jersey and we didn't even have a weight room about eight of us would go over to the ymca across the uh, road and work out yeah. we had we had six guys in a 250 club in the bench club hmm. six with i mean i've got freshmen that are doing 250 these days and we probably got about 15 of those kids and I, I mean, I, I was a competitive powerlifter for years and before I got into Olympic lifting. And I was never exposed to cleans. I was never exposed to proper form of squatting. When I was in high school, I had to learn from the guy at the YMCA. So it wasn't until I got up to Syracuse. Was he I good? Left the guy at the YMCA? A couple guys were good. And a couple guys uh, <laughs> were telling so me the wrong things. That's kind of why <laughs> I switched some of my uh, classes up at Syracuse. Uh, you listen to guys at the gym telling you to do something one way, and then you're in your anatomy and physiology class and learning about biomechanics going, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a wake-up call. But uh, a lot of the high schools have great facilities now. A lot of them have certified strength and conditioning specialists like myself who have four-year degrees and have a certification level uh, working. Even a lot of the local schools, when I do my certification courses for USA Weightlifting, a lot of it are high school coaches coming in now. I think Florida's in advanced in a way because we have high school weightlifting as a varsity sport for girls and boys. So there's a, a push, if you don't want to get left behind, to increase your knowledge base and get proficient at teaching these lifts. All right. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we have our uh, defensive player of the game is here, Garrett Ware, our offensive player of the game, not on scene yet. That would be Keon Fordham. And we will continue to talk Manatee Hurricane football when we return. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. Are you looking to get a great price on a new Buick, GMC, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used car you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it, Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. And I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandpa started our dealership over 50 years ago, we have been proud to be part of this community. So for your family's next vehicle, come see our family, Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC, where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end. Depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. 
comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. First Manatee Bank is now a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane Football. Isn't it time for a better banking system? First Manatee Bank is a true hometown community bank, and that's hard to find these days. First Manatee Bank has a staff with a long history of service in our community. Whether it's personal or business, First Manatee will take care of all your banking needs. With locations in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Parrish, there's a First Manatee branch close to you or bank online at firstmanatee.com. As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. This is Lois at Take Aim Gun Range. We women need to get comfortable with our firearms. At Take Aim Gun Range, we offer a Women with Weapons course to teach women how to use handguns, shotguns, and rifles for self-defense in and outside the home. Thursdays at Take Aim, ladies shoot free with ammo purchase. Every Thursday, ladies, come practice at Take Aim. You shoot free with ammo purchase. Take Aim Gun Range, online at TakeAimGunRange.com. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound still seeing a slow ride. University Parkway up to the Manatee River Bridge and the DeSoto Bridge northbound. A little slow as you make your way across as well. Business 41 Bridge in good shape, no problems on the Skyway. This update brought to you by Sweet Tomatoes Restaurants. More than 25 locations in Florida. University Parkway uh, eastbound still slow between Honoray and 75. Had a crash reported. Tamiami Trail southbound uh, right around Bay of Vista. And in Venice, Jack Randall Boulevard southbound accident at Venice Avenue. How fresh is sweet tomatoes produce? Let's just say within 24 hours of being in the ground, it's on a refrigerated truck on its way to the restaurant. Sweet tomatoes food fresh from the farm to your fork. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads it for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. All right, welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. We're live at Beefo Brady's right on the corner of US 41. You know where it is. Cortez Road right by Dick's, Lowe's, Panera Bread, all those places. Uh, What a great place. Listen, the NFL and college season is uh, well underway now, and there's been such great Saturdays. And this is the place you have to be because it's the best TV setup of any sports bar in the uh, Manatee County area, no doubt about it. And you need to get in here on Saturday. If you're a big fantasy player for the NFL Sunday, this is the place to be because, I mean, you can literally watch, I don't know, eight to ten games at the same time in here and have great, great vantage points of each of the games. 
I may, I may just come in here Saturday. Man, I'm still reeling from the Florida-Tennessee game. You know, we were talking about consistency, and you see it in college football, but yeah. it's not only game to game, it's half to half. Look at Ole Miss and Florida State. Ole Miss looked like the, the, yep. the next coming of the New England Patriots, and in the second half they, they got <laughs> killed by Florida State. Yep. Florida was up 21-3, and all of a sudden Tennessee turns the switch on. It's, it's very difficult to, to predict what's going to happen when you're dealing with 14 to 17, 18-year-old kids in high school and then 18 to 21-year-old kids in college. Well, and that's the, that's the biggest thing is <clears throat> we talk a lot about that, that internal scoreboard and not, not worrying about whether we're up by a lot or down by a lot. That doesn't matter. The score is irrelevant. Am I doing my job every single play and winning the individual battle and winning that internal scoreboard? And if we do that collectively, then obviously then we're going to move the ball offensively. We're going to stop them defensively. And so we really try to challenge our kids in, in, with that consistency word, uh, but but winning that internal scoreboard and winning my job every single play. And, and But, yeah, you're right. You're seeing that every single level. Um, and uh, But at the same token, you're looking at the, you, you talk about the, the New England Patriots. They've been through three quarterbacks now wow. or two quarterbacks now, and, and uh, they're still winning ball games. Uh, because they're, they're, everybody understands their job and they're doing their responsibilities. And that's the example I was going to say before Absolutely. you said that. If you want to go to a team that's just the picture of a team, go to the New England Patriots yeah. and a coaching staff. Right. And like them, hate them, I don't know. You know, a lot of people feel different ways about Bill Belichick, but the fact of the matter is he's probably the best coach in the history of the NFL. Yep. You know, and I and I know you know the Vince Lombardi people are saying, "Wait a second, wait about Vince Lombardi? What about Tom Landry?" Well, you just see what this guy has done with the New England Patriots, and it's really nothing short of remarkable because they don't have a ton of All Pro players every no. year. And again, yeah, just like you said, they put Jacoby Brissett in the other day, the third team quarterback, right? And he leads them to a big win. Now he's hurt, so but I guess they go back to. Um, the second team guy now, I guess he's going to be maybe Garoppolo. okay. I don't know. Or maybe they'll just go with uh, the guy who played Edelman, quarterback yeah. at Kent State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rumors with him, too. Edelman. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, and, and that's what and, and that's a coach's challenge, right, John, to get to, to, to get that consistency and to get it through. Yeah. Not only physically, but mentally. Well, there's, you know, there's only so much that, as a coach, that you can do, and we can hold them accountable. We can, we can do it, but ultimately, it comes down to, as a team, are our players buying into it? Does, the, you know, you look at the the players for New England, they're bought into what they're doing, and so, um, that's, you know, when 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 things don't go right, that doesn't necessarily mean they haven't bought into it, but it's it's one of those things. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge on a coaching staff to consistently hold guys accountable on your team. And then the challenge for our players is to consistently do it right every single day. And that's hard because you look at any anything that we do as, as people, do we do it consistently perfect every single day? Well, probably not. No. And, and how close can we get to perfection? And that's what we're striving for as a team. Well, this Friday night we're going to be back in action. Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium to take on Steinbrenner. You know, it's shaping up as a very interesting district race. It's now time to start looking at the district standings, John. We got our first district win against Alonzo, 44-zip. Everybody kind of was thinking, okay, yeah, looks like Riverview mm -hmm. from Sarasota. you got to, you know, right. differentiate between the two. They may be that second team that uh, will step up and challenge Manatee this year. Then they get knocked off by Palm Harbor. Right. 
And so now uh, everything's really up for grabs. Steinbrenner's probably thinking, hey, we're right back in the thick of things now. Well, yeah, everybody's kind of got a shot. And you look at Palm Harbor, and they lost early to Newsom right. in, in a low-scoring 14-7 to game. And so, you know, it's it, it's really up for grabs. And, and um, you know, at this point, everybody really legitimately feels like there's a, they're a shot. There's a legitimate shot for each team to, to win it. And so... You know, that comes back on us, and, and we've got to, to continue to prepare and, and uh, be ready to go and get everybody's, you know, because we're going to get everybody's best shot. Well, last year we went up to Steinbrenner and really played a fantastic football mm-hmm. game and ended up, uh, I, I say run ruling. I use the old uh, baseball <laughs> softball uh, cliche, but we played outstanding. We got the big win, and Steinbrenner went on to just have a really exceptional year. They yep. made the playoffs and almost knocked out Dr. Phillips. Yeah, finished 9-1. and one and, uh, and and then, uh, yeah, like you said, it really came down to the last couple Ooh. minutes before uh, Dr. Phillips pulled it, pulled it out. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of all plays out. You know, Riverview came back and, and, uh, and beat Steinbrenner and really, you know, you know, they gave four turnovers and a couple, a couple led to touchdowns. And, um, and came back and found a way to win it. And so it'll be interesting to see how this whole district thing kind of kind of shakes out. What have you seen from uh, Steinbrenner on film, uh, Coach Lansky? Because last year they had a pretty darn good offense. We were able to shut them down. It looks like, in, in what I saw, that they, they have a pretty good offense again. Defense, uh, not too bad, but uh, a, a pretty good football team again. I look more at like physical capabilities and you know are they running is there speed those type of things or how do they control line of scrimmage those type of things but in the end I mean every Friday like you were saying and John was saying every Friday is a reboot it's a season within itself so pre- preparing you know starting on the Saturday after the last game their recovery get yourself healthy so you can go full blast on Monday and then getting into Tuesday whether it's the weight work whether it's the conditioning that we do the speed work but getting the guys ready so that no matter who we line up against, my job is to try to have our guys to be the most powerful guys, the best conditioned guys, the most explosive guys, no matter who we line up on a Friday night. And that's what I tell our kids. I tell our freshmen that when we're working out, they're like, how come we can't go heavier? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? So your job is to prepare yourself so when you eventually play on Friday nights, you're the best that you can be. So you can get out there and represent Manatee that way. Not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday, Friday night. Friday night's the most important Everything thing. Everything builds for Friday yeah. night. But to get to Friday night, you have to have the effort and attitude and then the execution that follows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and even Thursday. Even walkthrough's got to be crisp. It's got to be ready to go. It's a walkthrough to get ready so we can go run up and down that field on Friday night. Well, I know one thing, John. They're going to come in here, and this is our first trip mm-hmm. to Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium. When people walk out on that field, they're kind of looking around thinking, oh, Oh boy, and they're going to give us our best shot. Absolutely, yeah, and we're expecting that. And uh, we, you know, we know that uh, you know we won the district last year, and so we've got the target on our back. So we're going to get everybody's best shot. And so that's you know when we watch film and we're preparing and, and kind of recapping from last week's game, I, I told the guys, it, it, don't look at the scoreboard at 44-0 because it could have been you know and it, it, it probably should have been even even more than that. We left some plays on the field. Uh, we gave them extra first downs where we didn't get off the field. And so we, we kind of go back to that internal scoreboard. Did we win every single play? And, and if we didn't, where, where was the breakdown? Was it a drop ball? Was it a missed block, missed tackle? 
Did we get ourselves out of alignment, pre-snap alignment? And so, you know, we, we've got to uh, continue to clean things up and prepare and, and like I said, in hopes to uh, continue to, to win the district and put ourselves up for the best situation possible for postseason play. All right, we have our defensive player of the game, uh, Garrett Ware, and Gene will start to make a move over to talk to Garrett. He had, uh, John, just another really nice game against Alonzo. Yeah, he, he, he's had a, a kind of a string in a couple of nice games together and, and d- double digits and tackles, and he's doing a nice job for us. And he's snapping well, too. Very good, yep. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Garrett, coming off a little break now, but coming back, everybody getting ready for uh, Friday night. Yes, sir. Um, we uh, we had a, a couple practices during our bye week. Um, we took it kind of easy, but we still came out and got a, a nice workout in. But we're definitely zoned in now. Well, the defense obviously coming back um, last game and went in 44 to nothing, shutting them out. And uh, kind of what we knew, we played a tough beginning schedule, and you know maybe not as exactly how we wanted to have our uh, losses per se, but but really showed well on that Friday night. Um, defense is probably hopefully pumped up and healthy. Oh yeah, we're. Uh, we're ready to go. Um, defensive line did a great job during that game, getting a lot of pressure, blowing up their offensive line. Uh, DBs had probably over five pass deflections. Overall, it was just a great game. Uh, so we swarmed to the ball after every play. After every play, there was five or six defensive players every time. So we did a good job. Steinbrenner, what did they do show uh, on film for us? Uh, they, they spread it out a little bit. Sometimes run some quads, uh, a lot of trips. But every once in a while, you know, they line a fullback and run a little trap, run a little gap. So I think they'll try and do the same thing. Alonzo did run it down the throat a few times and try and go over top. Obviously, it's a little bit more of an exciting game because of homecoming, and hopefully uh, as a senior captain in that, we can keep the uh, focus on the game and then have the fun later. Yes, sir. There's going to be a a little theatricals at halftime, but uh, we'll try and keep them all focused. All right. Well, great job and keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. uh, Garrett Ware with uh, another great game in the shutout. Uh, the defense, John, bounces back because, uh, you know, let's face it, it's been a, an up-and-down year for the defense and the offense too, but defense um, really didn't play well at Venice but then gets the shutout last week. Right, and, and, and held them uh, offensively to 18 rushing yards and, and, and just did a really nice job of, you know, we, we, you know, we said it after the Venice game. We, you know, we didn't line up correctly a lot of times. And so just focusing and dialing in on some of the basic fundamentals that we, that we needed to do. And I thought we did a nice job of, of rebounding from that and, uh, and, and learning and growing from that and, and played really well Friday. And I think they'll be uh, they'll be challenged quite a bit more against the Steinbrenner team. I think so, and and probably more so with our secondary than we saw against Alonzo. Yeah, they like to throw. Uh, they, some, they, yeah. yeah, they'll drop back and throw it. They threw threw for a lot of yards against uh, Tampa Riverview uh, last week, and and um, yeah, I expect them to try to do the same. They they really came out and tried to hit us in the mouth early last year. Um, and hit us on with a go round on the first play, and then a few plays later, hit us on a double move for the first touchdown, and, and, and uh, jumped out to an early lead. And so I, I suspect them to try to do something pretty similar, uh, a similar game plan. How's the health of the team? Uh, Josh Booker sat out against the uh, uh, Alonzo team. I know he's getting a little better. He was cleared, right? Yeah, Josh is cleared to go. Um, he, we, the, the doctor. <laughs> had him sit out the bye week and so um still just trying to recover and not really try to push him that that much that week but um he's back practicing with us and went out to uh today and monday um still not quite a hundred percent but uh but he's going to suit up and and uh be available for us 
Um, Josh Muldoon is back on the offensive line, which will put him back at tackle and, and move Seth Walter back down to guard. Um, but uh, for the most part, everybody else is, is healthy. Kivas hurt his uh, – he, he, he busted his shin open. Kivas Kennedy um, doing a run workout, um, running some bleachers, and, and uh, missed a step and cut his shin open. And so he ended up getting uh, 16 staples in his leg. Uh, those should be coming out on Thursday before the game, and uh, he should be good to go. But he's actually been practicing with us, uh, just no contact. He's a little but snake bit. I tell you what, he's one of those guys. That just, we he used had to, a good game, too. He did. Night, yeah. We call those guys in college can't get right. I mean, they just <laughs> nothing they can do just can't get right. And, and uh but uh, but yeah yeah he had a great he had a great game on Friday. Uh, we're expecting him to, to to be ready to go on on uh, this Friday as well. Uh, the tough thing is going to be just he hasn't had any contact for the last you know for for two full weeks, um, and so just how how the pain tolerance is going to be for that. We'll we'll pat him up and tape him up on that that shin, but uh, um, but he he should be back and available. You know, with some of the issues we've had defensively, I know that you have. Move some people around. You've tried some new faces in there, and you've gone back to some of the other players. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, do you feel like now you've got more depth than you had before because well, of you know some of these players playing? I think, yeah, I think so, and I think they're battle tested, and so we're we're putting some guys in different positions and giving them different looks to try to figure out um, you know the best uh, combination of eleven that we can that we can have out there, and um, I, I, I like. The, the setup that we had last week, um, the, the four-man front that we did, and really just trying to um, kind of simplify things a little bit. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that uh, Coach Choate and I were talking about is just within our blitz scheme, it, it, uh, it, it can be effective, but at times if we're not careful, uh, we can blitz ourselves out of position. And uh, I think we did that pretty early, and I think we weren't, uh, making the adjustments, the guys that, that weren't blitzing and, and getting over into proper gaps to, to fill in for those blitzers and, and uh, just kind of blitzing ourselves out of position. So we, we, we've kind of limited that a little bit and uh, trying to create pressure with, with the four up front and maybe just one guy or so from the, the linebacker level. And that, that seemed to help us a little bit as well against Alonzo. All right, we're going to take our final time out. When we return, we're going to talk about the new alignment in the Florida High School Athletic Association and football. It's very exciting. It's going to be a totally new look next season, and we'll talk about that when we return. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. 
Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Ferkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Ferkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Ferkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Ferkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Ferkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria, the Beach House in Bradenton Beach, and the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes-in-the-sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. I had deals to be done and sales to be made, but I also had a company to run. And I was spending more of my time on HR, tax, workers' comp, and payroll hassles than I was on making money. That was costing me time and opportunities, so I called Tryon Solutions, local, here in Metro Detroit. Tryon takes the hassle out of running your company, so you can focus on what matters most. Tryon took care of my HR, tax, payroll, compliance, and workman's comp, so I could do what I do best, business. And Tryon's working big time. Tryon Solutions works for me. Tryonworks.com. For life's aches and pains, choose Blue Emu Continuous Pain Relief Spray. It works fast, and it's easy to use. Designed to work odor-free in all those remote areas. It works here. It's odor-free here. It works here. Blue Emu Continuous Pain Relief Spray. Fast-acting, easy-to-use, odor-free pain relief for all those remote areas. Available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and other fine retailers. Life can be unpredictable. That's why you should take control of your family's future now with an estate plan bundle from LegalZoom. Not sure whether you need a last will or a living trust? LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in 48 states can help you decide which one's right for you without billing by the hour since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. Plus, updating your estate plan as your family and assets grow couldn't be easier. Enjoy your life. Use LegalZoom for the legal stuff. LegalZoom. Legal help is here. AM 930, stress saver, traffic report. Good evening, 75 northbound, still seeing some delays between University Parkway and the Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by Trilogy by Shea Homes Resort Communities, DeSoto Bridge northbound. Still some delays as you make your way across Business 41 in the Skyway looking good. State Road 64 not looking too bad. Cortez uh, westbound. Going to be a little slow around 51st Street West, University Eastbound, still a little slow as you approach 75. The good life is calling your name. Your next chapter could be your best at a trilogy lifestyle community in Central Florida. If you can dream it, you can do it at a trilogy by Shea Holmes Resort Community. Trilogy.com slash Florida. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back. 
to Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Presto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Presto and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. And, you know, we told you that this is just an amazing place to watch college football, the NFL. But also, every Tuesday night, it's half-price wings. I mean, how can you go wrong, man? Half-price wings on Tuesday night. You can come in here and order like 100 of them and have wings for all week. What do you think, Rich? I think that's a lot of squats to make up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, and their wings are delicious here, too. Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, let's. Uh, we've got uh, about 15 minutes left in the show, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the big news coming down from the Florida High School Athletic Association. And uh, John, just kind of walk us through it. It's going to be they're still going to have districts next year, right. but it's going to be based on your strength of schedule to see how you're seated. Now, if you win the district, you will get into playoffs. Runner-up. Not so fast. Right. There are no runners-up anymore. And so, um, you know, it challenges you then now to schedule uh, a tough non-district um, schedule, which we've done now for a number of years. And, uh, you know, we look at last year's uh, last year's record, and that would have put us as a, uh, a number two seed in our region, um, which sets you up nice for postseason play and, and hosting those games and in the playoffs and, and things like that. But uh, um, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. We're still waiting to see, are they going to continue our districts, uh, you know, same as, as it is now? Are they going to re- redistrict everybody again? Um, so we're, we're kind of waiting to see that. We'll know probably more in December on how that's going to go. But uh, I like it. I, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a good change. Um, you know, for so long you're seeing districts that are, you know, three-team districts. and uh, Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and weak districts at that. And so teams getting in with a record of two and eight, meanwhile a team that's eight and two is, is not in the, in the postseason. So uh, I think it's good. I, 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 I like that we're still having a district champion. Uh, I think that's important for high school football. Uh, so I like that they're, st- they're still doing that. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the change. I think it'll be good. I'm with you. I like it, too. At first, they were talking about maybe just doing away with the districts. They're going right. to do that for the lower classifications, right. and I didn't like that at all. Right. You know, but I, now it's they're still giving them the option to, to, to move up as well, classifications, so they can get into a district right. uh, and, and possibly do that. So it'll be interesting when, to see, you know, you, you may see some of those private schools move up, you know, from a 2A to a 4 or 5A. Uh, just so they can get in those districts. And I understand why they're doing it with the lower classifications because, you know, like this Sunshine State Conference, you've got, you know, St. Stephen's, Braden Christian, a lot of teams playing in that now. Right. And they can play in that now and still compete for a state championship. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's good. Rich, what's your overall thoughts? Well, like I said, I, I think uh, no matter who you play, you have to be prepared because if you come out and you're not prepared, a team that might not look good on paper, two and eight team, can still take it to you. We've seen big upsets in college football. You see them in high school football too. I mean, I think um, I think it'll be good. I think uh, you keep the strength of schedule. I, I do like the fact that we can load up with some stronger teams as we're making our way toward the playoffs. You know, when you have a 
a district that doesn't challenge a team, not, not saying anything against any of the other teams, but when you have a district that doesn't challenge your team as much, all of a sudden you're in the second round of the playoffs and you're coming against some really quality guys that you may not have seen a team like that since week two, since you played a Venice right. or since you played in Alabama. So I think it's strong. Going back to that one, we had uh, the 2012 season. We had Miramar, and then um, we had uh, Miami Central. And then we really didn't have a game that pushed us until we got to St. Thomas. Right. And I think that was a, a, a kind of a shock. You know, that wasn't the best situation. Yeah, and I, I just think it's going to be cool that they're going to have, it'll be televised now, the seedings, mm-hmm. and I, I think it'll bring a lot of excitement for high school football, John, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think it was a, I think it was something that was, that was needed for, for at least for our state. And, uh, you know, when, when you're, I think there was just a lot of frustration uh, among coaches where, uh, yeah, I may be, you know, the third in our district, but um, I, I think about some some of the Tampa schools where you had Armwood and Hillsboro traditional playoff teams, um, and there was a there was th- maybe three or four perennial playoff teams all in the same district. Well, two of them aren't going now right. all of a sudden just because of the district, and and this will allow multiple teams from the same district potentially to go to, to the playoffs and so I, I think that's I think it's just good I think it's good for for what we're trying to do and um, and again going back to, to being able to win the district have a district champion and ultimately it comes down to you taking care of your responsibilities if we win the district um, you're in and so if you can take care of that and take care of your your schedule uh, you should be good but like I said it it, it really hasn't it, it really hasn't it probably won't affect us because we tend to to schedule um, as tough as we can, um, you know. As I mentioned, right now, our, going into our district play, the, our first three opponents were 11 and one, and so um, that's a pretty tough, challenging opening. You know, first three games of the, of the season. And it's my understanding too that the higher seed will have to travel. So you mm-hmm. know, in other words, if you're uh, a number one or two seed, you're going to be hosting games. Correct. And you know, now the way they do it, it's 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 kind of crazy because, uh, well, when, especially when it gets to the semifinals, and I don't know if they're going to change that or not. But haven't heard that either, so I don't know. But um, you could have a now if you're a runner-up right now, you do have to travel. But they've got that in there. If you host two games, you know you can't host a third in a mm-hmm. row. They just have some things in there that are right. kind of. This will be set in stone. If it's a a three seed against a four seed, the four seed's going to the three seed. Right. You know, and, and it'll and be it'll be more like they do in the NFL, right. and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. And I think, and I think, and I think you should do that because it rewards the teams that 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 played well and challenged themselves, and and uh, you know had a nice season. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, I, I think that the majority of coaches, if you read the articles around the state, are all for this. Yep. So really, it was kind of a no-brainer. But you you really have to give kudos. To the new executive director, he came in there and he got this thing done. Yep, absolutely. And I think what I, what I appreciated from just from a coaching standpoint was very upfront and uh, and forthright with here's here's our vision and this is what we're we're thinking about doing, and essentially put a survey out to all head coaches and, and said you know here's here's the plan step by step. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Why or why not? And uh, and, and really try to gather everything, bring it to the committee everybody voted on it and so 
coaches had an input on on how this was going to go. It didn't just kind of spring on us, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, and, and as you said, most coaches, if not all, really. I th- and I think when they polled everybody, once they once they got it pretty much in place of how they're going to do it, they polled everybody. And I want to say over 70% of the coaches in the state approved it. Now, finally, and we'll, we'll move on after this. We've got about five minutes left in the show. But it, it kind of looks like, based on some of the things I read, that – they're seriously looking at redistricting again, yep. which would be and, – and they want to have this thing done in December. Right. So, you know, if they're going to be doing that, they're going to have to be taking population counts now. And right. Because I think they may be forced to do that because you're going to have teams wanting to move up, wanting to move down, and populations have changed a lot in the last two years. Right, and there's there's some strategy that goes into on how you schedule. And uh, it, it definitely helps when you're in a lower classification to play up, and they're going to award you more points for, for, for wins and, and really ultimately a loss for that as well. You're going you're gonna to be awarded more points um, for playing a classification higher. And so um, – It'll be interesting to see how how it plays out. It's it's hard to say. Um, I've heard I've heard both. I've heard they're going to be redistricting, and I've heard that there's a potential that you know when they originally set our districts as they are now, this is going to be a four-year deal. So they're going to kind of leave that as it is for the next couple years as they're rolling out this new playoff format. So um, not uh, not sure how it's going to all go. Now, as far as if you're an 8A like we are now, it, it's Everybody's probably thinking, well, how do we get extra points? Because you right. can't play anybody. You can't play a 9A school because there aren't. And you just don't. Any. Yeah. So, don't. But everybody's on the same level playing field. Right. Because nobody's going to be playing up, obviously. Right. Right. But it won't be difficult for us to get games, that's for sure. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, when you when you look at it, right now it is challenging to uh, to get games because not everybody wants to, 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 to schedule us. And so – uh, this I think will will kind of light a fire to get teams under you know under them that they want to challenge themselves and play and, and see if they can kind of stack up and and award more points to uh, what we're doing uh, with our with our schedule. Okay, just finishing up my order. Have you ordered? Yeah, John? He, okay. yeah, he's got mine. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got a good good waiter here, Danny Carter, um, and I'll take the uh, I'll take fifteen wings also. Um, the, you know, that honey barbecue or whatever. Light sauce, too, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now that we got that taken care of, you, you got to take care of things first. Yeah, I mean, man, you know, got to get the, the wings. eating is very important. Um, we just got a few minutes left in the show. And, John, have you been surprised by some of the outcomes here in the first uh, half of the high school season? Have you looked not only around here but around the state or things? I mean, one team – and hey, we we got a firsthand look. I, I'm I'm pretty amazed and impressed with what Venice has done, and we talked about it last week, also. Right? Yeah. No, they they've been playing well. Uh, you know, I think when you're looking at, you know, Coach Peacock does a does a very good job too with with how he schedules his non district. Uh, it's something we've talked a lot about through through the spring season and, and, and summer as we were scheduling, getting ourselves back on each other's schedule. He wants to try to push himself. He he, he played Lakeland in the spring. Um, opened up in the classic with Plant, Camden County, us, um, and uh, ha- has done a really, really nice job. The, the thing I think they've got going for them is they, how many guys they've returned. Uh, you know, 19 out of 21 starters returning, and so that's huge. Uh, and uh, so I think that the expectations were pretty high for them, and, and uh, 
you know, they've certainly followed through with that and are playing very, very well and putting up a lot of points. I think the last couple games they put up 60, 60 points. They're and, just running and up so, and down the field. So I know they've got uh, – they. I don't remember who they have this week, but I know they've got Braden River coming up in a couple weeks, and so that would be a good test for them as well. What about uh, – did you guys catch the Plant-Armwood game the other night? I just kind of saw it through Twitter um, and and just kind of keeping up with the updates and the score. But from what I heard, it was a fantastic football game. But Armwood had uh, McNeil out. It was their, their uh, kind of do-it-all player that's going to Arizona. And then their big receiver, uh, Thompson, was out as well. well they kind of uh, had the, the game, too. And yeah, it they looked like they, they gave had, it away at right, the end. They, yeah. you know, they, they were missing some key pieces and still had a, really had a sh- good shot to, to win it all. All right. We want to thank uh, you guys for stopping by. Rich, keep them pumping that iron. My pleasure. Have them ready. We got uh, just a little over half the season ready to roll, yeah. and we'll roll into the playoffs. That's right. All right, guys, we will see you uh, Friday night. Joe Cananfield at Hawkins Stadium. I want to remind everyone we'll be on the air at 7 o'clock Friday night. And remember, it's homecoming, so try to get there early. Mm -hmm. We've got all sorts of homecoming festivities going on Friday night. And then we're going to be on the road for a while. So if you want to see a game at home, you better come out Friday night. It'll be good district opponent, Tampa Steinbrenner. They're a very... Very good football team. They went to the playoffs last year. So definitely if you're in the mood for some football, come out Friday night. Then we'll be right back here at Buffalo Wild Wings next Tuesday for yet another edition of Hurricane Hotline. I want to thank everyone involved in the show tonight. Ace Andrews back at the WLSS studios. For Rich Lansky, John Booth, Gene Brown, this is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone. yourself and your wallet healthy with wellness plus with plenty at rite aid in addition to plenty points earn wellness plus points every time you shop one dollar spent on everyday items gets you one point and get up to 25 points on every prescription you fill when you've reached 1000 wellness plus points you'll get 20 percent off our regular prices for a year and that's just one of the four ways to save now through october 1st earn 1000 plenty points when you spend 30 dollars on select png products see riteaid.com and circular for details Uncle Sam wants you to buy American at Dominic's Blinds and Decor. Our quality is superior to the imports. Just remember, at Dominic's Blinds, our shades are made in Alabama, not China. Call 922-2345. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.